You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Wade Zaglis, the Education Editor for Campus Review. Now a pandemic, the novel coronavirus, or COVID-19, is affecting every part of our lives. As stricter measures are put in place to try to curb the rates of new infections, universities are, and already have, taken tough measures to try to limit exposure while keeping our billion-dollar higher ed sector thriving. To talk about this more, I'm speaking to Michael Sankey, Deputy Director for Learning Transformations in the Learning Futures Group at Griffith University. We've heard about universities such as UTAS's cutting courses in light of COVID-19's impact. How is Griffith University going in terms of academic continuity? Yes. Uh, let me just say first up that there's a little bit of fake news around the University of Tasmania cutting courses. Most of those courses were on the chopping block anyway for low numbers. So it wasn't because of COVID that those courses were covered. It just so happened that that happened at the same time. However, Griffith hasn't had to do anything like that. Uh, we're pretty well placed. Uh, at this point, we have at any one time 15,000 students studying online. And so we, to a great extent, we have a lot of the stuff needed to do this in place already. Now, originally, we were worried about the 1,500 students we had in China. But now, of course, we've, we've dealt with that a number of weeks ago now uh, by putting in proper VPN connections through to China and things. It's now, obviously, the focus has changed considerably to the 50,000 students we we have to deal with now. So um, really, the, in the short term, it's the imperative of bringing our teaching staff up to speed who haven't taught in the online space. And so we're moving rapidly to do things like that through running online workshops. We use a, a Blackboard Collaborate uh, tool to do that with, which we've had in our system all along. Mm-hmm. And so we're running four workshops a day for an hour and a half for our teaching staff in relation to uh, using our lecture capture system, Echo 360, and of course using, uh, that's for doing the, replacing our face-to-face lectures, and of course using tools like Blackboard Collaborate to uh, run the, the tutorial groups and, and uh, smaller groups than would normally be in a lecture. So we're running, we, we started advertising those workshops just yesterday, uh, four o'clock yesterday, the email went out. Within an hour, we had 90 registrations, and this morning we had 214 registrations. So uh, there's certainly an appetite out there for, for our academic staff to come up to speed very quickly in how to uh, deal with the use of uh, these tools, which in some cases they're new to using, but in many cases they just might want a refresher in how to use those tools. So just recapping, Griffith hasn't had to change any of its courses. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the way we might rework some of the assessments, but uh, really, uh, I think we've we've got nailed because of our experience in the online space already. Well, I, I guess that um, to a large extent covers question two, which is how your courses have been adjusted to manage the current situation. But is there anything else you'd like to add on that? Oh yeah, I mean, with with the prime minister's announcement this morning that any gatherings of over a hundred uh, are now banned. Uh, that put us into a bit of a spin early this morning, but we're, we're on top of that now. Uh, and previously, we'd been working on the figure of 300. Uh, where that's brought us back now to, okay, let's look at uh, what that means for our students. Of course, many of our students are voting with their feet anyway and deciding to stay off campus and listen to the lecture recordings we have in place anyway. Mm-hmm. So I suppose for a few weeks, or well, quite a few weeks now, we had been 
hoping for the best and planning for the worst. And so we had been planning on a, a full shutdown anyway, so we've had a, a number of weeks to think through the implications of that. Uh, I think the next kind of tranche of stuff we need to look at is uh, working towards fully online exams and using a range of tools to, um, in terms of reworking our assessment uh, regimes to actually uh, cater for that. Right. So um, I guess the, the plan that's in place if the situation worsens and no learning can occur on campus is that you, you'll go fully online do you have the capacity at the moment to do that? No, we do. Because of the 15,000 students we already have studying online, we actually have all the tools in place. So, as I said, we're running workshops for staff as we speak uh, to use the lecture capture software, not just in a, a lecture room, but how to use that from their home, right. for example, how they can stream lectures from home rather than having to stand in a lecture room and, and deliver to an empty classroom. So they're, we're, they're quite free to do that as well. So... Uh, and it's similarly with the, the use of our Blackboard Collaborate tool to run the tutorial groups. Now, obviously, there are things like um, labs and things like that we need to consider and work integrated learning, uh, but we're working with our providers of the work integrated learning very quickly. The, they're taking into account the, the work of ASIN, which is uh, looking to provide uh, advice to universities. That's a, a national body that looks out to work integrated learning. Mm-hmm. Um, the key thing for us really is to keep it simple, not to introduce staff to new tools, but to keep to our existing ecology wherever possible. The use of Teams has really ramped up over the last little while. We've only been using Microsoft Teams for about a, a year now, but really it's coming into its own through this uh, the, the ability to be able to hold meetings and things online uh, in a short turnaround. Um, and now I guess the big question, how resilient do you think the higher ed sector is in Australia, especially if COVID-19 takes months or even longer to subside? Yeah, I think those who have had uh, quite an exposure to large cohorts of students studying uh, online are, are pretty well placed because they have had to have had the technologies in place. There are some institutions that are playing a bit of catch-up right now and vendors are being hit pretty hard with uh, requests to get into these tools or to ramp up you know, bandwidth and things on certain tools. Um, generally, though, uh, we came, I came back from the ACODE meeting. We had the Australian Council of Open Distance E-Learning meeting we had in Canberra last week where we had uh, 17 universities gather around what we do about assessment online, uh, particularly on e-assessment. Uh, most institutions there were pretty confident that uh, with a bit of tweaking over the next week or so, uh, anticipating that there will be shutdowns, that generally they're going to be okay. There are some, some not a lot, some predatory behaviour from, from some vendors trying to cash in on this particular uh, opportunity for them. Uh, we're kind of resisting that ourselves because we know we have the tools in place. Uh, we'd rather keep it simple and design what we need to around the tools we have. We, so the last, last thing we need to be doing at this point is introducing, trying to introduce staff to new tools in our ecosystem. So uh, let's, uh, we're trying not to panic. The Australian sector more so, I think, is reasonably well-placed. It's not going to be easy for many of those teachers who haven't taught online before to ramp up, but there are a bucket load of stuff out there in terms of supports for them, um, 
suggestions for them and how to do that if they haven't been doing it before. It, at the very basic level, it's really about providing some audio and video content to students that they can access. It's about uh, providing the opportunities for them to engage with each other in the online space. And most, uh, well, all universities have things like learning management systems in place and Microsoft Teams in place to be able to do that. So really, um, with the, the support of our e-learning advisors and, and uh, technology and learning advisors and instructional designers and things like that, which every university has, really it's, it's, uh, it's sure it's going to be some long hours, but I think most universities to the great extent will cope with this, even if it goes for the rest of the year. I mean, further on, who knows, but we're anticipating this is, as, as the authorities are saying, it's going to go on for another six months. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can cope with that. Uh, it is going to mean some bottom line hits to, you know, enrolments and things, but given the scale of things globally, I think that's a small price to pay. Well, that is promising news indeed. Michael Sankey from Griffith University, thank you so much for speaking to Campus Review. That's a pleasure. All the best.